0: Hello everybody, I'm Sean and welcome back to the Crocktime Podcast, delivering weekly updates on markets and geopolitics, providing you with valuable insights and unique perspectives on events and trends shaping the world. Today's episode will analyze the major fundamental changes currently underway in Poland. These tectonic shifts will greatly benefit Poland and propel it to become the most powerful country in Eastern Europe. The main factors include Poland's regional geopolitical landscape, the Russia-Ukraine war, and the country's strong industrial base and economic momentum. Let's look at these factors in greater detail. Ready? Great! So let's cut to the chase. Poland has been in the news recently because of its controversial elections in October of 2023. The ruling right-wing national conservative Law and Justice Party, called PIS in Poland, that had governed for the past eight years, was ousted. Donald Tusk, former president of the European Council, who had been Prime Minister of the country from 2007 to 2014, came back to power. His center-right, Civic Coalition, is currently trying to form a new government. While covering this election, international media cast Poland in a very negative light by focusing heavily on the PIS's battles with the EU. The media tended to overlook all the positive trends the country has been experiencing in recent years and that will contribute to Poland's very bright future. The media preferred to emphasize and overstate how the Law and Justice Party filled the country's courts with sympathizing judges and how they were ready to start a witch hunt against Donald Tusk. However, the reality on the ground is extremely different. The stock market index tracking Poland has achieved over 70% returns so far this year, beating any other global country index. This means Mr. Market is extremely happy and satisfied with the country's prospects. Let me be clear, the recent election certainly had its fair share of dirty moments. But can anybody please tell me a recent election which hasn't featured some major controversies? What needs to emerge from recent events is that Poland is experiencing structural macroeconomic and geopolitical changes. These drivers are improving the country's geopolitical situation increasing its importance within the EU and the wider region, and greatly benefiting its economy. What are these drivers then? Let's first look at the region's wider geopolitical landscape. Poland has gone through many different phases throughout its long history, going from strength to weakness. From the late 17th century, with the decline of the Poland-Lithuania Commonwealth, Poland had been experiencing weakness. During these past centuries, its historical enemies, Russia and Germany, have taken advantage of its vulnerabilities. In the 18th century, Poland literally disappeared from the map as it was partitioned by Russia, Prussia, and Austria. The Second World War invasion from both Nazi Germany and Stalinist Russia is another clear example of how Poland was at the mercy of its enemies. However, moving to today, the tide has completely shifted into Poland's favor. The situation of its two historical competitors, Russia and Germany, is favoring Poland's strategic and geopolitical positioning. Russia's hatred of the West and its invasion of Ukraine has distracted it from broader regional dynamics. Russia's position continues to weaken in the Caucasus, Central Asia and Eastern Europe. Turkey and Azerbaijan are clearly taking advantage of Russia's weakness in the Caucasus by preying on its former ally Armenia. In Central Asia, China is swaying the countries with billions of dollars of investments and Russia can't do much about it. On the other hand, Germany is experiencing significant troubles of its own from every side. Industrial production is going through a massive slump while its military is unprepared to guide Europe through the Ukrainian crisis. Its energy policy dependent on Russian gas was a massive failure and the country hasn't experienced such political turmoil in decades with the strong rise of extreme right-wing political parties such as the AFD. The energy policies from one of the country's coalition parties, the Greens, are destroying Germany's international credibility. And don't get me even started on their chancellor. You can say whatever you want about Angela Merkel, like her or hate her, but she was a strong woman that guided Europe for many years. Has anybody ever heard Olaf Scholz, the current chancellor, speak? I don't think so. With Russia and Germany weakening, Poland has emerged as the clear winner. They have clearly been leading the EU's involvement in the Ukraine war by supplying a ton of weapons and political support, which sometimes lacks in many other European capitals. After Biden visited Kiev on the eve of the one-year anniversary of the start of Russia's invasion, he chose to deliver his important speech in Warsaw, Poland's capital city. This clearly demonstrated Poland's renewed importance on the regional stage. Poland has sensed weakness in the region and is positioning accordingly to guide Europe with its own agenda and ideals. The second factor guiding Poland's future is the Russia-Ukraine war itself. Somewhere between 4 and 7 million Ukrainian refugees have entered Poland, most of them educated women and children. In fact. Poland and Ukraine share important cultural ties, so the integration has been seamless. There is currently not one single refugee camp in Poland, which by itself is an amazing accomplishment, considering the number of refugees. A poll in August 2023 of Ukrainian refugees in Poland found that 61% of them said they plan to remain in the country for the foreseeable future. I cannot understate this massive demographic dividend for Poland. Within a Europe desperate for more children and confronting challenges from an aging society, Poland in just a few months has completely changed its demographic picture. This demographic dividend is quickly shifting Poland's business environment for the better. Ukrainians have been setting up businesses like crazy, from restaurants and hairdressers to co-working spaces and nightclubs. Their entrepreneurial spirit is profoundly changing the country. Polish companies have adapted perfectly to the new environment, with Ukrainian language services in banks and their food staples in supermarkets. They are also lining up to rebuild Ukrainian infrastructure once the war is over. Although this could take a while. As we can clearly see, while the Russia-Ukrainian war is sad and depressing, it has propelled Poland's economic and demographic picture. Let's now move on to the last factor, which is Poland's strong industrial base. Even before the Russia-Ukraine war, Poland had been one of the biggest beneficiaries of German and other industrial supply chains expanding into Eastern Europe. Highly skilled labor at a low cost in a very friendly business environment with a strong focus on innovation and incredible tax incentives have been attracting considerable foreign capital. The country possesses high-quality infrastructure with great proximity to other key markets in Europe. European and American companies have been investing like crazy in the country for years. On the energy front, while Poland was warning the EU about Russia and Germany was going ahead with the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, the ruling PIS coalition was quietly building liquefied natural gas facilities to import LNG from abroad. The country is also looking to expand its nuclear fleet with the help of the Americans. Its rich coal reserves and extensive mining expertise are also great benefits. In addition to all of this, Poland's military is gearing up to become the most powerful in Europe. It has been signing deals like crazy. Surprisingly, instead of buying from other European military manufacturers, it is increasingly relying on South Korea and the US. The size and scope of the deals with South Korea surprise many and amount to over 14.5 billion dollars They are ordering tanks fighter jets rocket launchers howitzers infantry fighting vehicles you name it Poland is also leveraging South Korea's help to build its own arms industry to then export to the rest of Europe Given everything we've said so far, Poland's economy keeps going from strength to strength. What is certain now is that Europe's old duo of France and Germany have been struggling to get their act together, failing to both take action and guide Europe. A lack of clear direction continues to cloud Europe's future. The continent remains the soft underbelly of the West, its weakest link, struggling to find consensus among its many diverse members. Europe just seems to continue to punch under its weight. Within all of this, Poland is emerging as a strong player in Eastern Europe, making its voice be heard. The drivers we have highlighted so far are guiding Poland's future. As a pro-EU party won in the most recent elections, Poland is now both a strong NATO and EU supporter. While not joining the single currency, the Euro, does limit Poland's overall weight within the EU, it does benefit its economy, which continues to ride higher. Poland has been playing its cards very well in recent years. I think this is just the start of a new chapter for the EU, one in which Poland will start to be heard. Poland's leadership in Eastern Europe positions it to effectively advocate for the interests of the entire Eastern Bloc. One thing is certain from this new chapter, Poland is becoming a local giant and the world is noticing. Thank you and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Crock Time. Please leave a review and follow me wherever you get your podcast, and I'll be back next time with more insightful research.